Hey guys, this is Adam Carswell, the founder of the Dream Chasers platform, and thank you for tuning into our content. We've got some phenomenal creators making a name for themselves on this platform, and we just want to say thank you for going on this journey with us. It's been a lot of fun over the past few years, and hey, we're just getting started. We would also like to take this moment to shine light on our sponsor, Raise Masters, the number one mastermind for elite capital raisers. To learn more about Raise Masters, you can go to raisemasters.com. That's raisemasters.com. And again, thank you for investing your most valuable resource with us, your time. Now kick back and enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to the TGIF with Courtney podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Stone, and today we are joined by a great guest, Jennifer Fallon. How are you today? Good. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. I'm happy that you were able to come on here today, Um, (laughs) especially since it's Good Friday, so commendable to that. I know some people are taking the day off, but I love it. Um, Yeah, but we'll just jump right in here. So tell me about yourself. Tell us about yourself. What's your story? What's your journey to where you've gotten today? Oh my goodness. So, you know, just, um, my path is, you know, just so paved by, um, by God. It's crazy. Cause I should not be here where I am today at all. Um, you know, I was a single mom for a long time. Um, you know, just struggled with money, struggled with life in general, you know, met my awesome husband who, you know, helped raise my kids um, was a huge support, you know, just was a great teacher about, you know, finances and wealth and he's a CPA. So he was really, of course, good at money management. And, um, we just kind of started to dabble in real estate and then, you know, just grew and just, you know, divine appointments, amazing people that God has put in our life and just amazing opportunities. And so, um, it's just, it's been an, an incredible whirlwind ride, you know, and, and I know that this is exactly where I'm supposed to be because I can't tell you how many times I've quit or said I was going to quit. Like, this is just ridiculous. Why are we doing this? I'm going to go get a job. And then an investor will call and, you know, I have a million dollars. Can you place it? Or somebody will call and be like, I have this great deal. Can you take it down? And I'm like, all right, this is, I get it. This is where I'm supposed to be. And um, so I just am thankful for, you know, where I am and what we're doing. Great. No, that's awesome. Was there a a light bulb moment that kind of went off in your head that made you kind of jump in and start your journey into real estate? Uh, Really, it was just, it really wasn't a light bulb moment. It was very much one of those bulbs that when you first turn it on, it's kind of dim. And then the longer it stays on, it gets brighter that was kind of like my light bulb, right? Where it started super dim. We worked really hard. Um, but then again, the right people. So I just, you know, was surrounded by the right people that, you know, I couldn't help but elevate. Um, so let that be a lesson to anybody, um, in any aspect of your life, like surround yourself with the people that you want to be, or you aspire to be, um, because you will, you'll end up there. Yeah. I think that's a great, Um, sentiment for people because I think the environment that you surround yourself with really does affect you whether you realize it or not especially Mm -hmm. the people you surround with you definitely pick up on their healthy habits or their unhealthy habits so you do want to I think create that good network of people that really attributes to your own values in a great way and then also carries through and helps you grow so that's that's awesome is there shout outs that you want to do to people that have really inspired you 
Oh my gosh. Um, this is going to be embarrassing, but I have to say John Jackson. So if anybody knows John Jackson in the real estate world, they're going to laugh out loud, but I have to do it. Um, and so like Corey and Shelly Peterson were hugely instrumental um, in our growth. Uh, Mitch Steven was um, really big. Andy Warner, um, you know, Sean Thompson, like we're in some great Hunter Thompson for that matter. You know, we're in some great masterminds that, you know, again, you can't help but grow. And we've really surrounded again and surrounded ourselves with people that are like what we would have aspired to be like, man, we wish we made that money. We wish we lived in that house. We, you know, we wish we could be like them. And then we hung out with them. And so, you know, it's just been a matter of, you know, a handful of years and here we are, you know, very close to their level. Some, you know, some of the people that we looked up to, we've bypassed, you know, so, you know, this is definitely a lesson that, you know, um, I've tried to teach my children. I'll teach my grandchildren, like hang out with the people that you don't even think you're qualified to hang out with, hang out with them anyway, because you will get there. Definitely. It's always like the students are passes the master, hopefully. So if you, if you get, that's perfect. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Yeah. So it sounds like that was a huge motivator was finding those right people and really taking in their lessons and what you can learn from them. Are there any other motivators that's really driven you to continue this grind and not just give up and say, oh, this deal isn't working out or something like that? Are there other things in your life that you use to kind of fuel your your journey? Uh, Of course, my family. So from the very beginning of this, it has been my goal to retire my husband, um, especially because he's, he's really our integrator in this. Like I'm a visionary. He is very much the integrator. Um, He does our underwriting. He, you know, he just, without him, um, you know, I, I go much slower. So if I could get him retired and in our business full time, we will really skyrocket. But but two, you know, I want him to have the freedom and the time, you know, to do what he wants to do. Um, Of course, my children, uh, my oldest son, we have in this business. And so it's very important to me that um, I said he was going to be a millionaire by the time he's 25. Um, He'll be 25 in August. So like he's super close, but not quite there. So, you know, I'm super driven to make sure that my children, of course, we all want better for our children, right? I, I never want my children to struggle financially, but nor do I want to just spoon feed them, right? Like I want them to, to learn, um, to know the importance of having their own business and to appreciate, you know, having their own business and having to work for their own money. Definitely. That's a, that's a great life lesson though. I think Berlin is when you're not just given something, but you have to work for it, no matter what surroundings you're in. Um, especially if you guys are, you are so successful that you're not just passing that off, but you're making him earn it itself. That's a great, great sentiment. I, I love that for him and congrats to him for almost being a millionaire at 25. I, I wish I was at that income level a little bit more, but no, that, that's, that's really funny. Cause he gets mad because we, when we started this business, he was 21 and, you know, we didn't know what we didn't know. And so he's like, imagine what I would be if you had started me when I was 15, 16, 17. And I'm like, we didn't even know, like, how are we going to start you on that journey? Um, but yeah, so I'll definitely, you know, I'm going to make my kids earn it, but my grandkids, when I have them someday, like they'll be handed everything. They don't have to work for anything. 
you, you always have a little bit more of um, uh, a heartfelt thing for the grandchildren. I think sometimes it's just like you want to give them everything, but you make your kids work a little harder for it. I love that in my life. So as the grandchild, so I, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, so that's great. And uh, I know you have a huge schedule. You're running your own business. You um, are an entrepreneur yourself with the real estate. You call people up and have this busy schedule. How do you keep yourself focused and motivated during the work week specifically or set goals for yourself what's kind of helped you structure a good um, setting well time block like time blocks are so important they're crucial to me because otherwise um you know I'm I'm out in space land like just doing my own thing that you know doesn't is not lucrative to anything at all whatsoever right now I do time block those things for me um because, you know, it's not 24 hour, you know, as entrepreneurs, we tend to live and breathe our business. Um, but I'm a party girl too. So I want to have fun. So, but I block that out. Like I, um, and I only do one week chunks, right? So I'm not, I'll have things scheduled, of course, um, weeks ahead, but I'm not thinking about them. I'm only thinking about this week and what needs to be done this week and what can be put off. Um, so, and then I have, you know, I keep, try to keep a very tight calendar from this time to this time, you know, this is what happens. This is when I take my calls. Um, however, you know, when you're in the thick of a deal, um, you know, especially when you're trying to raise multiple millions of dollars, when the phone rings, you kind of don't have a choice, but to stop what you're doing and answer it. Or, you know, the lender sends an email or calls or, you know, the seller. So sometimes my day gets interrupted, but I try to stay as true as I can to my time blocks. That's great. And it sounds like you do balance like work and life very well. Are there any um, tips and tricks other than the time blocking that really help you to stay focused one in work life, but then also balance that with your home life and personal life? So I pretty much always been the girl that I do what I want, right? So like, how do I do what I want to do, but I can raise money or I can pitch my business, you know, if, if that's how it comes to be organically. Um, so I just put myself in those places. Like I sponsor a lot of events that I love to sponsor. Um, you know, I'm in San Antonio, but I do a lot of events in Houston because um, there's just more money in Houston than there is in San Antonio. So um, there's a huge fashion show in San Antonio or in Houston called Runway Houston. Um, there are designers from all over the world, models from all over the world. And, you know, it's very, um, it, it's got, it, the audience is high net worth people. And I sponsor that event and I attend that event. Um, I attend, attend lots of charity events that are near and dear to my heart, but that's where the money hangs out. Um, and so, you know, we just become friends, you know, and that's, and it has to be organic, right? So these are things I really love. Is there maybe a smaller alter, ulterior motive mm -hmm. a little bit, but genuinely at the end of the day, like, I just want to make friends. I just want to have fun. And, you know, um, God provides every time and every time I'll meet somebody or they'll, somebody will introduce me to somebody and they're like, oh, I would love to invest because like, who wouldn't want to make money? So you know, it just organically happens. I'm not there to super push, but in most of these cases, you know, they allow you to have a certain, you know, you get to do your elevator pitch or, you know, they, they have your name in light. So, um, 
the more consistent I am with these events, the more people will know me, like me, trust me. Yeah, I, I really like that you go out and kind of find these people, but then create those organic friendships. Sometimes it does, I think, come from like an email list. People are just calling other investors up and getting that business, which isn't bad at all. But I think making that time to one, enjoy yourself and go to events that you really enjoy yourself, but then finding those people and creating those connections, I think it makes them trust you more and just trust with your money, especially. And then you also get one, a friendship, but two, you help them become financially freer. So I think that's great. Yeah. You inspire, you inspire wealth and the people that you're around. So I, I love that. And I'm sure fun energy and excitement as well. But yeah, no, I, that's awesome. I haven't heard someone who particularly like does events and then also creates the friendships and the, the business with that kind of connection. So I, I like it. It sets you apart, I think, which is great. Everyone's looking oh, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Everyone I feel like is looking for a niche when they're going in finding investors. But I think if you just meet the right people at different places, you can have like a slew of different mindsets and different people willing to contribute different amounts <laughs> no but awesome and then, then the people in my deals like I like right like I don't want people in my deals that are I don't know like jerk faces right I don't want mean people in my deals I don't want people that are going to be you know a pain in my side for three to five years right so these are people that like you know I want I want in my deals, right? I want to grow in life with them and I want them to, you know, of course be as successful and, and then we get to do this together. Right. So then when we cash out or we have, you know, we save our, um, you know, our, our checks, you know, every month or whatever. And we're like, Oh, let's save this money and go on like girls trip, or let's go on a couple's trip, or let's just go on vacation as families, you know? And, and those are the people that we want to do business with. Yeah. Again, going back to your point of surrounding yourself with those people that you want to be around that inspire you. So that's awesome. Exactly. Just another point to that amazing, I think, sentiment. Um, yeah. So I know you mentioned a little earlier that you are a little bit of a party girl energy sometimes. And I think that's mm -hmm. a, great, a great energy to have on the TGIF platform. So uh, what do you do yeah. to relax and unwind and just have fun? Okay. So, well, this is where the, you know, the the, the grandma to be comes out, right? Like, so I love to sew. Um, I love to quilt and, um, it's really very therapeutic for me because it's very quiet. Right. And then you have the helm of your machine and, um, you know, but it still brings out the creativeness side in me, you know, cause like putting the colors together and the patterns and, um, but it's just like my, just my quiet time. Right. I am, I'm an avid reader. Um, I cannot do audiobooks. Uh, my husband, when the Kindles or fire sticks or whatever, fireflies, whatever it was first came out, he thought he was doing me this wonderful favor. And I tried to love it, but I just like a good old fashioned book. Like I want to turn the pages. I want to stick a bookmark in it. Um, so I do love to read and, um, you know, I'm just, I don't know, just pretty simple. You know, I like to do massages and get my nails done. And, you know, mm -hmm. that's, that's, you know, kind of quiet time for me, but yeah, definitely. Yeah. Those little points of um, just me time, I think, building in throughout the week that really kind of create not burnout. <laughs> you you don't get the effects as much as when you're just doing the complete grind and not having time for yourself. So I think that's a very important sure as well. Yeah. And I think that's important for all of us. Like, even if it's just one hour a day, 
um, because, you know, we're in a busy season right now. You know, we're closing multiple deals. We're trying to raise some like $10 million. But if I don't, you know, if that's all my focus, then you're right. The burnout happens. And then I don't love what I do. Like, I always want to love what I do. So I have to take that time, you know, even if it's just like, okay, I have to shut my phone off for one hour. You know, I, you know, spend the next two hours playing catch up. I'm just going to sit and read this nonfiction or, you know, this fiction book really that means nothing. I'm going to get nothing out of it whatsoever, but just an hour of quiet, you know? And so I think that gets lost on entrepreneurs too. We tend to feel like, oh, we have to read this mindset book. We have to read, you know, this book about how to grow wealth. We have to learn, you know, we don't always have to do that. Like, it's totally okay to pick up, you know, a romance novel. I don't read romance novels, but you know, just something to just shut your brain down, right? You're not learning anything. You're not getting probably anything out of it, but just some quiet time. Yeah. I, I think I definitely agree with that point. Um, I'm an avid reader as well. I was an English major in college, just graduated a year ago. So I, oh, congratulations. Thank you very much. Thank you. You have I alum. So I'm, I'm in Chicago based right now, but yeah, it's, it's um, a great thing, I think, to have that physical book and take those mental notes and when you physically write something down that you appreciate more. I don't know, but um, also back to the point of finding those books or items, some kind of platform that you can separate yourself, I think, from the work and not have to read like real estate books all the time or like the self-help because then it only goes so far, I think, to separate like the health and wellness point point from actually working. Like it almost feels like work if you have to. Right. <laughs> so no, I love that point. Do you have a genre that you love to read? I guess it's not romance, but like outside of health and wellness or um, real estate, I guess. Um, so um, like I was really hooked on the Game of Thrones series. And so they kind of have some like ancillary books. Um, I'll pick those up. And, and really, I mean, not really, I don't really have a set author, um, that I'm, you know, um, loyal to. It's just, you know, if somebody recommends a book or, um, you know, there's a series that I had read, you know, if, if that particular author might come out with a new book, I'll pick it up. Um, and I can't even think of any authors off the top of my head that that would apply to, but, um, I don't do it super often. You know, um, but, you know, when I do, um, gosh, man, I wish I could think of some of my authors that I do have the series to, but it doesn't matter. But, you know, usually I can pick up a series, especially one that's already over and I can buy, you know, the three, four or five books all at one time. Then that'll that'll get me through probably a good year or so. Oh, yeah. I, I also have trouble sometimes remembering authors' names that are for recent books. I know all the classics, but <laughs> no, they, they kind of uh, blend together. You just think of the title. So I love that. And I hate the cliffhangers, so I always have to buy complete series as well. I can't. Yes. Yeah. So we do that. We don't watch a lot of TV, um, but when we do watch a series, like we didn't watch Game of Thrones until like the very last finale came out. So, you know, because I can't stand the cliffhangers either, right? I'd rather just binge it and then catch up with everybody later, but. Oh, I agree. I, I watched, I think, the entirety of Game of Thrones in, um, I think, a week. <laughs> so that was a lot of content. Just like one summer, I dedicated to watching it. A lot of emotional turmoil <laughs> I went through. Right? Right. That's intense. That's a lot to do in a week. I, You know, it took us several months. It probably took us, 
well, gosh, we started in one house and ended up in another. So it probably took us a year. But like I said, we don't watch a lot of TV. We are very um, conscientious of what we do with our time. And TV is just pretty much not allowed, but for the weekends only. But on Saturday nights, yeah, we'd get three or four in. And, and then it, it'd take you like the whole week to like process those three or four episodes. It was crazy. Love Game of Thrones. Yeah, no, definitely. And I like the the idea of kind of unplugging. I feel like a lot of people do watch so many shows, so much content nowadays that I think it's important to stay unplugged for some portions of your week or most of your week and then kind of dive in maybe when you have that off time. Also, shout out to your dog. Um, oh my gosh, no, she's a hound. I, I knew she couldn't behave. I've been on the phone too long. So I had a, a couple phone calls before this and she's yeah, she howls, but there's a cat outside. I watched it go across and I was like, oh, this isn't going to be good. No, not at all. I love it. I love dogs. I want one hopefully in the next year or two, but really, because I will fly her to you. I will oh. drive her to you. All yours. I, I appreciate that. If I could have a dog in my apartment, I totally would, but unfortunately they're not allowed. <laughs> Got to get another apartment at least for that. No, but Thank you so much for coming on today. And yes, props to uh, your dog for staying by for Gosh. the majority of it. No, it's all great. It adds light energy. I love it. But yeah, yes, one final question to close it out. Um, just uh, a fun question to throw in there. So it is the weekend. It's Friday. Hopefully, I know it's the weekend too. So everyone's kind of a little crazy on that end. But um, is there one favorite song or podcast that you have right now that you um, would listen to, or maybe a favorite book, since you said you're not huge on the audio as much, um, maybe. Maybe listen to for fun. Um, Ooh, for fun. Oh, that was so hard. I'm still prepared for a business one, but yeah, we're talking fun, aren't we? Um, so not really podcast for fun. That's, um, Oh, that's not true. Okay. So I don't think she has a podcast, but she has a YouTube, um, channel and uh, it's Priscilla Shire. It's I think it's S H I R E R. Um, she is hilarious and um, you know she's just very she's a um, she's an evangelist. So if you're not religious, you might not like her. But for just real life women and you know what we go through with kids and husbands and life, like she is great. She's hilarious. I love her. Um, I'm not reading a book for fun right now, um, but uh, my favorite song right now is Caution by the Killers. Okay. It's been out for a little bit. Um, I've probably been listening to it for well over a year, but dude, when that song comes on, like I drop everything. Like nobody can talk. The dog better not be barking. Like, you know, I'm like cranking that thing. And, um, I have a Jeep convertible. And so when I'm turning into my subdivision, like no respect for my neighbors whatsoever, like everybody on the, on my block is going to hear that song. So it's just awesome song. I love that. And I shout out to the killers. I also love them too. So great song choice. And I also do glass. I think the music a little too loud for my neighbors, but it's, it's okay. It's your fun time. They have theirs. So yeah. Yeah. But thank you so much, Jennifer, for coming on the podcast today. Any final comments um, for the audience or thoughts? No, I think I gave like all the wealth of knowledge that I have, like, you know, be mindful of who you're hanging out with, you know, and not just your regular peers, but, you know, take a couple steps up, hang out with those people, you know, do what you love. Like, even if you're working, 
you know, throw some fun in there. Like, you know, you need to raise money, but do it fun, you know, and, and do it with your friends and make friends and, you know, don't be afraid to put yourself out there. And, um, yeah, I hope everybody has a blessed and relaxing Easter weekend. Yeah. Again, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Thank you for having me. All right, Courtney. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, that's CGI with Courtney. Thanks guys. Bye.